The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. We need like a special thumbnail for... No, wait, no, that's a spoiler. We can't let them yeah. know. <laughs> Just put a smiley face on the silhouette on the thumbnail. <laughs> or like a really clickbaity title like tipsy effing digs this episode <laughs> <laughs> welcome back to the owl house podcast if you're enjoying this series of reactions please follow or subscribe to the podcast and please leave a review for it on whichever audio site you're using if you want to watch new podcast episodes extra early check out my youtube channel crowned cryptid thank you all right tulip first Oh, I'm first. Okay. Um, I think this is a really great episode. We got to meet Amity's siblings, and she got a bigger role than before. And her and Luce's relationship is starting to turn up a bit, I think. And the the library like library setting where the books are coming to life is really cool. How about you, Chan? I, re- I mean, I really like that episode. I, I love them. That's like my favorite monster design, I think. I I, th- mm-hmm. I think it's so cool. I love the, the thread and stealing oh, people. Like how the, the books, book I is think. like part of its like chest. Yeah, the book's mm-hmm. like its heart. It's really cool. And then a lot of the, the rhymes it did were like actually terrifying, like break about like breaking bones and stuff. Ugh. I love Amity. It was just such a great concept for a monster like like sewing someone into a book like wow yeah conceptualize this it's so good but they totally didn't like go into that at all but i bet if if they had gotten totally sewn in then like they wouldn't be able to get out until the Mm -hmm. next like comet comes by and the thing happens again i wouldn't know if it's like the next comet but i do think like they will be stuck like it's well, it's because be they're like... part of the book now, right? So it's like they can only be out when the book is open, but that effect stops at the end of the night. Yeah, I think the library had a lot of creative designs. I don't like the subplot very much. I don't see why they have to do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it was fine. It was funny. but like, Wait, what subplot? The baby one? Yeah, I don't know. They just, like, had that, and I'm like, it didn't add much to it for me. Like, it was funny enough, though. How dare you? I love Ida, and I love uh, seeing her, like, get maternal instincts, especially since I just want the found family trope with Ida and Luz and (laughs) King. So, like, I I ate it up. (laughs) I will comment again on my issue with a lot of their writing style, where the siblings, like, he's like, says no trespassing i'm allergic to the rules i'm like whoa he's a bad boy and he like you know like it's just so on the nose even amity and loose i really like their relationship but when uh when loose made like a joke and amity giggled it was cute but i was like again would she have done that though do you get what i mean like do you know what part i'm talking about yeah Yeah, Yeah, i I know exactly it's when i when i said that she probably post rara memes on the internet <laughs> yeah but like you know Luz made the joke while she was like just mad at her and now she's like giggling at her jokes and it's like cute to yeah. see but again it's it's another example I think of it we want been... oh sorry continue i was gonna say it's another example if they clearly had that written like we want them to 
kind of have a good moment together and we want them to be closer. So they, they kind of wrote that, but didn't exactly make it happen too naturally. But I, I think it happened like decently naturally. Other than that in the episode, like I love the fact that she reads to little kids and that she has her hideout and, and her diary is just, she's, she's great. I think one way to fix that little scene is um, if Amity like laughed or chuckled, but then she tried to hide it. It's like, oh wait, no, I'm mad at her. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like she went full out giggle smile, and then that was it. Like she didn't even try to. I think that exactly what you just said. Like if she just tried to like look away or something. Yeah, it would be more in character at that moment because like it still has the inklings of like, oh, they they actually have chemistry. They could be good friends, but like. Amity still is conflicted with her read on loose. I like the plot with the teens in this one. How at first they seem cool, but then, you know, they end up going too far Mm -hmm. and, like, hurting Amity. And, like, but the thing I don't like about it is how when Amity actually showed up in the episode, it it was, like, a misunderstanding plot. Like, she thought that, Mm. you know, Luz was, you know, like, if she had just been there a few seconds earlier, she would have heard Luz saying, no, we should put this away and not do this bad thing we're doing. Didn't love that part of it. I guess this is, I think it's a case of Amity's, like, every time I meet this girl, she's doing something to, like, mess with me. Embarrass me. I will say this before I forget, I do really like the last line Amity says, where she's just like, I haven't been nice to you either, I'll think on that. Instead of being like, she could have kept going like, I haven't been nice to you either. You're actually really nice, and I think we should be friends. She just said, I'll think on that, and left, and I was like, that is good. I like that a lot. Uh... Yeah, anyway, uh, other people can talk now. (laughs) How about you, Nick? I can't really think of what to say because I have a lot of positive to say. This was the first time Mm -hmm. for the whole show where I just sat back the whole episode and I was smiling the whole time and I loved every second of it. I agree with what you guys are saying, some of the writing stuff. Um, The only thing I found, the misunderstanding thing I think was fine because it was really quick. Um, The only thing I just felt was weird was that they opened the episode focusing on the baby plot and then that's not what the episode I just think that's that's a weird pacing thing, but it doesn't matter too much. When that intro happened, I was like, oh, the they have to take care of a baby episode. Okay, that's a trope. <laughs> yeah, I know, another trope. <laughs> <laughs> it, and then it turned into like, oh, she hangs out with the teenagers trope. Like, I've seen that before too. But yeah. what, they, what they do with that, making them Amity's siblings, making them like doing something mean to Amity and Luz has to go against it. Like, that was way better than whatever else they could have done with the... With that sort of trope. I think something important to note is that even if Amity heard Luz saying we should put that back, I think she would have still been mad at her because she's like breaking into her like secret hideout at midnight, you know? Yep. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. And I think too, we said like the library setting is, is so cool. This is like the most I've seen out of a library setting in anything ever. All the jokes when they were like causing mischief earlier in the episode was so funny. And then just the the, the monster was really cool. It was all really cool. I wonder um, where Luz and Amity's relationship goes. That's interesting. I've never. Oh. I wonder. I wonder what could possibly happen. <laughs> Wait, is it, is it Lou and Amity? Because I didn't. Because I knew it was Amity, but I didn't know who the second character was. But I was also quietly shipping. Loose with Amity the whole episode anyway, so win win. Why am I last again? That's not fair. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I said I, I asked you. How about you, Tipsy? I haven't said my piece yet. Welcome to another round of drawing board or Miro board. Today we talk brainstorms with UX designer Brian. Let's go. First question. You thought you'd see everyone's idea in the team brainstorm, but you've got a grand total of one. Drawing board or Miro board? Drawing board, right? Because in Miro, the team can add ideas now or later. And with privacy mode, we can keep them anonymous until they're good to share. Correct. 
Next, you need the best way to explain your idea, but all you have is a few sticky notes. Drawing board or Miro board? Drawing board, because, you know, in Miro, I could record videos, add text, images, links, and digital sticky notes, of course, present my thoughts the way I want. Right again! Now, you're looking for a past idea you thought was just genius. Only you could find... Oh! There it is. Drawing board or Miro. Our finished and unfinished work lives in one place. And he's one. Join over 60 million people getting ideas noticed in Miro Brainstorms. Get your first three boards for free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Oh, okay. Um, Right, okay, so I love this episode. I thought a lot of the issues with the previous episodes, they subverted um, or they avoided in this one. The subplot, like you said about the subplot, I felt that it added flavour in this episode and it was a funny subplot and it took just as little screen time as it needed and it was really charming. I really loved at the end where the vampire queen came in, where Marceline came in yeah. and the, the baby's queen. back. <laughs> You're thinking She's about cool. Marceline. Yeah, and it looked like a Studio Ghibli monster. It was just mm-hmm. so mesmerizing to watch that scene I just want to watch it again I felt that the plot like like you said once again another cliche but I felt like they did it well and I felt like unlike the previous episode where I criticised the girls for being extremely superficial for no reason I thought the Amity siblings do feel like potential characters Um, and I felt like the entire plot in the library the library itself was filled with amazing amazing visuals amazing magic especially in a later episode even when they were playing pranks in the library it was really funny to watch rather than really cringy and awkward like i expected it to be and the plot the scenes between amity and loose did feel kind of genuine there was that brief misunderstanding but it, it was more to do with amity's confusion about loose um than anything else and i felt like they did it well and they didn't rush them into friendship or they didn't unnecessarily keep them as cold-hearted enemies so i i felt like this was a great episode all right yeah (laughs) okay me i hate that i'm so weak for visuals to the point where it just blinds me for the rest of the episode because i just enjoy it so much the scene with the wailing star with the window it was so beautiful Oh my god, it was so good. And then their choices in books and how to like visualize animating the books, that was good. Reanimating the book. Animating the book? No, they weren't alive. Animating the books. Man, the design and the voice choice for that Bat Queen was so good. It was so good. When she came into the house, I was so ready. It was so good. I was, oh, very creepy. I, I love the amount of creepy they put into this show without making it gross humor. I know I've said that before, but I just appreciate I, I, I appreciate it so much. And like I said, I love the subplot because I'm just a bitch for making Ida get used to being in a family setting because I just want Ida and Luz and King to be a family. I think that's good. Amity's great and oh 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 one thing. I really love how they played on the two siblings versus Amity. I know it's like 
done a lot in shows where it's where siblings just fight and stuff but i really like how they showed that it hurts to be Amity to be like picked on by those two siblings which by the way they also have great character designs just showing how to the two siblings it felt normal to them to be like oh we need to put Amity in her place we need to do this but like obviously that stuff hurts and they think it's okay to do and it's not and i know it's predictable but i like it i like how they wrote certain aspects of the siblings too like when loose was like I'm not going to go with you guys to goblin tipping because I got to go talk to Amity. They weren't like, mm-hmm. looks like you're just as lame as her. They just said like, okay, cutie, see ya. And they left. I'm like, thank God. They didn't like... <laughs> and, and with the cool teen dialogue, I mean, it is dumb, but it's also realistic. Teens say dumb stuff like that. And then mm, they like yeah. poked fun at it right after where it's like, oh, I'm, and you're also allergic to dairy. Oh, just expose me. You know, it's good. I, thought that, was, I thought that was cute. Yeah. <laughs> I like the um like sort of slow build to like them becoming like very clearly antagonists of the episode Mm -hmm. like i think especially having them be amity siblings rather than like lose siblings or something like having them be the side character siblings makes amity have way more depth because you could think about how her whole family situation is and that's why she would act the way that she does in the other episodes and stuff yeah that's why i love it you know that scene when she said she called a teacher mom again (laughs) that was hilarious that's adorable because she really looks up to her teachers and doesn't want to disappoint them. I'm also wondering, does she have a mother? Yeah, when I first saw this episode, I was trying to remember what she said there because I thought that was like some weird reveal or something where like her mom left her or something. Not she... for me, I didn't read it like that because like children calling their teachers mom or dad by accident is like so normal. It's such a universal experience. And I, I just read it as like, oh, Amity did this normal embarrassing kid thing that everyone experiences. That's what ha- that's how I read it as. But um, agreeing with Nick where I just appreciate them showing the siblings because it really shows like Amity's frustration of like man only I can see their imperfections why does everyone think they're perfect it's good I think that's good something else interesting to note uh for me is that until that episode Amity's kind of been like top of the food chain but then her siblings show up and like someone really gets at her like really bad and you're like suddenly all her I'm the cool girl aura it just doesn't because it's her you know it's her older siblings they don't care about that and it's interesting to see her have to like react to like just being kind of lower on the food chain especially where it's in front of Luz someone who is lower on her food chain exactly and the book thing like the book's coming to life because of a comic is already cool enough and they doubled down and made it so you could edit edit the books and then like the fact that it was a a cute story about a little bunny that wanted friends and all they did was like add angry eyebrows and suddenly he became this monster that wanted to steal friends (laughs) yeah he wanted to steal the friends and claws they also added claws oh and claws but but, like, just that idea is so, is so cool. Like, I'm like, make a real horror movie about that. I think the only part I didn't like is when um, Amity wrote down, Lose rights are wrong, and then an eraser comes out. <laughs> Where did that come from? Yeah, that was weird. I-, I was wondering if there was, like, Amity didn't even know what Luz had done to the book. They never acknowledged that Amity noticed that. So I- I'm wondering if a scene was cut or something in the episode and they didn't correct it. I think it's another example of something they had written in the outline that didn't translate as well. I think it was supposed to be like a double meaning, like she writes her wrong, now we're friends, but also she fixes what she did sort of thing. And then the book somehow magically knew what her wrong was in the form of an eraser. I don't know. But how would Amity know that the book would know that? 
asked the question. Uh, no, she. That's what I mean. I think it was just like th they really wanted to put in like that double meaning line, so they just went for it, even though it didn't make sense why she would know that. Well, yeah. I guess we can do ratings now. Yep, you can go first, Dom. Very solid episode. Eight point five. Hey, I say eight point five as well. Nice. Yeah, I think this one's great. I, I mean, we've all talked about everything, like the cool library fight, the subplot, which I think takes up so little of the episode, it wasn't annoying at all. And it has a great, like, Bat Queen reveal at the end, who's really cool. And of course, I love how Luce and Amity are, they're warming up to each other, but they're not totally friends yet, as of this episode. Nine out of ten. Ooh, Ooh. nice. Okay. Ten. Bruh. Ten. Whoa! Let's go! Let's go! This is gonna be a high-rated episode! How about you, Nick? Oh my god! It doesn't have to be a dramatic pull to be a ten. It just did everything right, I think. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what I'm thinking. I'm trying. I'm thinking back. My favorite episode before this that, that I gave a nine was the um, the one where they're stuck in the house that reveals the curse and stuff. That episode might have been a little tighter just because it was like a very clear-cut plot. This episode had a lot going on compared to that but it all did it really good it was all interesting it was all very funny i feel maybe an episode later will top it so i don't think i can i don't think a 10 makes sense some of the stuff you guys said too is kind of like yeah okay maybe it's not a 10 for me but it's a 9.5 yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, I'm surprised. I thought I was like, oh, I'm going to give such a high score. Everyone gave a higher score than I did except Chan. <laughs> the it's elusive the tipsy 10. We need like a special thumbnail for. No, wait, no, that's a spoiler. We can't let them yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> Just put a smiley face on the silhouette on the thumbnail. It's <laughs> more like a really clickbaity title like Tipsy Effing Digs This Episode. <laughs> 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 Or do, does Tipsy dig this episode, or is it a disaster? Explosion? <laughs> Tipsy thought what about this episode? <laughs> Tipsy reaches through computer and slices Chan's throat for comedy. <laughs> also likes the episode. All right, next episode. <laughs> yeah. All yes. right. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Please stay tuned for other podcasts coming very soon. If you're enjoying this series, please leave a review for it. We'd love to know what you think. Check this episode's description to find where you can follow my friends and I. Consider subscribing to my YouTube channel, Crowned Cryptid, where I do video reviews of cartoons, and I upload these podcasts early there as well. Have a nice day!